You're listening to the Morning Buzz. The Morning Buzz. The Morning Buzz. The Morning Buzz on 90.3. 90.3. 90.3. 90.3 WMSC. WMSC. WMSC Upper Montclair. Upper Montclair, New Jersey. Good morning, world and all who inhabit it. My name is Louis Biontalillo, and I am one of your hosts of the Morning Buzz here coming at you live from the beautiful School of Communication and Media on the campus of Montclair State University. This is 90.3 WMSC, Upper Montclair, the voice of Montclair State. And I'm not here alone. Well, I'm here alone in the studio alone. But join, joining me through my, my computer, uh, my Dell computer, is Kyle Pepitone. Hi, Kyle. Good morning, Lewis. Good morning. Happy Monday. How are you feeling today? Uh, a little, a little too lively for a Monday, maybe, but I'm doing good. You know, is it too lively if we're on the morning buzz? I feel alive whenever I'm near you, Kyle. Thank you. Uh, despite <laughs> the fact that we're several miles away. Several, several. I would say multiple, like many, many, many miles away. Yeah, I'm not good with directions. So I don't know the exact number. Well, here at WMSC, we take social distancing to the next level. <laughs> I would say I would at say. least six miles apart at all times, six miles apart here at WMSC. <laughs> That's how we became the best college station in the nation, by the way. <laughs> just just wanted to put that in there. Every show. Got to tell the viewers. I'm sorry, Every the show. listeners that we are the best in the country. Indeed. Anyway. Uh, we are also joined here with our newscaster, uh, Patricia Geiger, uh, Patrina Geiger. I'm sorry. Um, do you want to hit us with the Monday morning newscast? I don't know if she's going to want to do that if you don't know her name, Kyle. I, uh, I'm sorry. You know, Patrina, Patrina, how about you give me a newscast? Does that work better? <laughs> sure, sure. I'll give you the newscast. All right. Um, all right. So today... Um, in local news, according to NJ.com, last week, Governor Phil Murphy made an announcement how all New Jersey schools will be fully in person starting next school year. New Jersey teachers and parents seem to be on board with this. Uh, this means that the Montclair students will be in person as well and back on campus starting fall semester full time. This also includes big cities like Newark with no option for online classes at all. Uh, teachers are ready to go back in the classroom with students mostly planning to be fully vaccinated by the time of the new school year. So in Newark, uh, 2,000 of the school employees plan on being vaccinated by the new school year, making it even safer for teachers and students. Uh, in national news today, according to ABC News, Miami residents are over the spring breakers taking over their town and are having a protest for it. Uh, the, the Miami resident uh, protest is called Take Back the City, and it happened on Saturday in front of the City Hall, and over 100 residents have participated. Although many colleges in this nation, including Montclair State, have canceled their spring breaks, there were still tons of spring breakers partying it up in Miami, despite the pandemic. Dozens of people in Miami have also been arrested for revelry. Revelry. <laughs> the protesters demanded to ban the partying before Memorial Day weekend when partiers plan to revisit. In local news, according to New Jersey 101.5, operations at the Jersey Shore may be limited for another summer due to lack of foreign workers to help. 
Typically, the foreign college students fill up their summer work with travel uh, work travel program by working at the Jersey Shore, but due to COVID restrictions, the seaside businesses cannot rely on them for their help this year. Um, in 2020, the shore suffered from lack of work, uh, with Maury's peers only hiring 700 workers instead of their usual 1,500 workers, and the Jersey Shore establishments have shortened their hours. Uh, the marketing director the, for, for the Casino Pier and Breakwater Beach in Seaside Heights said they've been hiring workers since February 1st, and they're uh, on track for the summer of 2021. And for the weather today in Montclair, there will be a high of 45 degrees and a low of 34 degrees with partly cloudy, partly sunny skies. And this concludes your news update. Thank you, you know, Petrina. Oh. You know, Petrina, I do want to add one extra thing to, to your uh, casino pier. What a great place that is. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been, but it is an amazing place. It, it, that is the epitome of the Jersey Shore. Like you go to Point Pleasant, yeah, you got the family-friendly stuff. But you go to Seaside Heights and you go to Casino Pier, and that's it. That's the that that's where all the the Italians are. The, the New Jersey Italians, the old school. We're gonna get some ice cream on the boardwalk with our pants sagging down to our ankles. That's the epitome of the Jersey Shore. You may not like it, but it's exactly what people think about when they think of New Jersey. Yeah, but, you're right, though. You're right. Even though the Seaside Heights isn't my top choice, I do. It's you're not wrong. It's like the spot. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But, Lewis, I think you're missing the bigger the bigger point uh, from this newscast is that you're not the only one who's uh, unrelentingly angry at these Miami uh, beachgoers. You know, just a little backstory for people who don't listen every single week. I'm angry about that. I'm not going to go on the rant, but you could listen or uh, you could watch it on Facebook Live at our Facebook page, WMSC 90.3 FM. I'm angry about that. Like, like, what are you doing? And stop and just don't. And that's all that I have. <laughs> I had to hide under a desk. <laughs> I, I almost grabbed Kyle's neck from about 30 miles away. <laughs> but anyway. We not only have a newscast, but we have our two-minute warning coming up with Matt. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, good morning. Over the weekend in Montclair Sports, we saw the men's lacrosse team beat Susquehanna 19-8. The field hockey team beat Stockton University 2-1. The baseball team beat Stockton twice in a doubleheader, one game 7-4 and the other 10-8. And then just a little preview, on Wednesday, both the men's and the women's soccer team will be taking on Rutgers Camden. Some notable professional sports news. In the NFL, a big change was made to this season format, which includes each team playing an additional game to a total of 17 rather than a 16-game season. A little strange and something that we're all going to have to get used to. In the MLB, the Mets lost today, yesterday 10-2 against the Marlins, while the Yankees lost 6-2 against the Phillies. But keep in mind, it is spring training, so those games will not count. Just two more days until April 1st, which is opening day. In the NBA, with the wild weekend of roster changes that consisted of Marcus Aldridge joining the star-studded Brooklyn Nets, yesterday it was announced that Andre Drummond will be joining the Los Angeles Lakers, joining LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Tonight, the Knicks will be playing the Miami Heat, and the Nets will be taking on the Timberwolves. And just a little update for the NCAA March Madness tournament, just one week away from crowning a champion, started with 64 teams and now down to just the Elite Eight, which consists of Gonzaga, Michigan, Baylor, Houston, Arkansas, USC, UCLA, and Oregon State. 
And finally, today in sports history in 1984, in the NFL, the Baltimore Colts made the move to Indianapolis, and as we know them today, as the Indianapolis Colts. I'll send it back to you guys. Thanks so much, Matt. Sounds like a busy week in the world of sports. Yes, it was. <laughs> you know, and this year, uh, we will be seeing New York sports start to have some attendance at those games. I'll be there. You'll be there? Which one are you going to first? Like, what? It's, it's very far. I'm hoping to get to one before that. But September 12th, Mets-Yankees. Ah, you want to be at the Subway Series this yeah. year. Yeah. You know, I don't blame you because while the game is whatever. It's it, like, so it, this, this is, this is my, my thinking. I love the New York Mets, like, more than anything. But I hate the Yankees more than anything. So it's just like, it's perfect. So you're <laughs> saying it's the perfect matchup of good exactly. versus evil. <laughs> I understand. Nothing, nothing and, gets my blood boiling like, like a Yankees fan. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's fair i've been to yankee stadium and there, and there's some real interesting people who who decide to wear the, those pinstripe uniforms yeah I, I would say so i'm not a fan but i think kyle's a yankees fan he looks like a yankees fan so no no i don't i don't know enough about sports to even tie myself to a team which is why i thought you were a yankees fan because that's what most yankees fans are they just see that they win all the time because they have a huge budget uh, and anyway, that's my, that's I, I wouldn't my... even, I wouldn't even know the win ratio of the Yankees. I'm lucky. I even know the name of the team. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I'd be a little upset at you if you didn't know who the Mets and the Yankees were. Uh, but you don't need to know anything about them because I don't know anything about them, except I hate the fans. That's it. It's fair. Well, let's stop talking about sports. We got plenty of other sports programming here on this radio station kyle take us into our first story it's it's an important one that there's been a lot of memes about yes and that's how i first heard about this story too through the memes yes um but memes are not a credible source so they're not unfortunately no at least not all the time but since we can't use memes uh from apnews.com uh two tugboats have been deployed to egypt's suez canal as shippers try to avoid it. So if you are unaware, a a shipping crate or shipping, a cargo ship got stuck in the Suez Canal last week and there have been several attempts to try to dislodge it as it is blocking up the Suez Canal and halting travel in a canal that takes up about 10% of the global trading economy. So two additional tugboats have been dispatched to try to dislodge this ship Um, That got stuck earlier this week, as I said. Authorities are still attempting to remove the MV Ever Given and get the stretch of canal back up and running again. However, they have had minimal success. The amount of traffic that has been slowed down due to the stuck ship is estimated to be $9 billion a day, further straining the global shipping network that relies on the Suez Canal even more than, you know, COVID has already done. The two tugboats that have been dispatched are the Dutch flag Alpgard and the Italian flagged Carlo Magno. Uh, they arrived in the Suez Canal to, ta- to aid the 10 other tugboats already there. However, they are not going to, uh, they didn't start tugging when the two arrived. They waited um, till earlier today in order to start doing it. And currently the ship is still stuck, but remains or, but is now quote, partially refloated as the article mentioned. 
So, uh, not great news. I mean, so, okay. At first glance, this is a pretty funny story. Oh, don't get me wrong. It's pretty funny. I saw something and it was like, can you imagine being the next guy to drive to the, to, to, to be the captain of the boat going through this canal, the next boat and yeah. to be the person that does the funniest thing that any human has ever done and get that one stuck to. <laughs> But in all seriousness, oh, no. yeah, no, that would be, we would laugh for about five minutes and then we would all cry. Yeah. This is a huge issue. Um, right. It's really second only to the Panama Canal um, right. when it, in terms of canals. And if you don't really understand what it's for, it's okay. I didn't know either until I saw the memes uh, and then I did some research. Right. Canals are important because other, it's one of the biggest trading routes that there are. Yeah. Um, and if you can't get through that canal to get from one place to another, it takes so much longer to get around. And well, you say, Lewis, okay. So they had to drive a little, they, they had to go through, well, what, what do you say? Sail. Sail. Thank you. They had to sail a little bit longer. Well, they're not doing that. They're all just waiting for the canal. And you're saying, okay, so what? They get paid a few extra days and companies lose a few thousand dollars. No. That means prices on goods start to go up. That means that that people in this area, especially, will feel the effects of this economically. Like if 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 this was the Panama Canal, everything would be yeah. expensive, especially on the west coast of the United States. Um, so, this is a huge issue. Maybe not to us so much. Like there's right. other trading routes for the United States, but for people in this immediate area, it's an issue. Countries have already started, uh, Middle East, I think, um, have already started like rationing like fuel and stuff because they don't know when they're going to get more. Because even though the ship's only been stuck for a week, there have just been backlogs for a bunch of shipping companies now. Exactly. And we're going to feel the effects of this for probably a few years, if I'm being honest. Uh, because Most likely. It's not just what is going, it's not just what's trying to get through the canal now. But now it's going to take that much longer for future boats to get through this canal. And the boats right. that have the cargo trying to get through this canal, they won't be able to pick up the next item and then the next item. And eventually it'll even itself out. But for the next few months, especially, you're going to feel the effects of this. Right. Yeah. Especially right after. Well, not right after, but during COVID, which has already done a number to the shipping route, but or not the shipping route, but the shipping network. And now put this on top of it you're you're asking for trouble yeah that's a that's a dynamic duo that's not so dynamic i have yeah to <laughs> terrible um, twos the terrible twos <laughs> oh let, let's just hope there's nothing more we don't this way we don't have the terrible threes next oh no please yeah, no. We, yeah we don't want that not at all um so important news um hopefully this time next week when we see you again we'll be able to to say happily that this boat is officially all out. Um, I, so I, I've heard some experts saying that by either at the end of the day today or the end of the day tomorrow, um, they should be in a better position with this canal. So hopefully right. that rings true. If yeah. not, well, then hunker down. Yep, <laughs> hunker hope. down a little bit, especially if you're in the Middle East, uh, because there's going to be some expensive goods coming your way. Yeah. Yeah. So no bueno, no bueno. 
anyway, we're going to move on to our next story, which is the number two of those terrible twos. Um, but this is strictly speaking about the United States. The U.S. is in a delicate position right now as COVID cases increase alongside vaccinations. According to CNBC.com, with summer only a few short months away, New Jerseyans are dreaming of the Jersey Shore carnivals and the Asbury Park concerts. Across the country, people have begun to let their guard down against the pandemic. And when asked if we were, quote, turning the corner, end quote, of the pandemic, Dr. Anthony Fauci, a name we all, we all know well at this point, says that we are not turning the corner quite yet. We're kind of taking a rest stop at the corner. That's what he's saying. Um, he says in order to take next steps, health, health officials say that we must continue to mask up, social distance, and get more one of my favorite new lines, shots in arms. Uh, that's obviously referencing the vaccines, but it's just a funny way of saying it. Um, this past week, the U.S. reported a, uh, a 61,000 positive cases weekly average, and that's up 12% from the previous week. Looking closer here in New Jersey, we have a seven-day average of just over 4,000 cases per day, which is up about 300 from the previous week. So in both cases, the United States and New Jersey, cases are on the rise as people uh, start to let their guard down with the first signs of spring. We had some beautiful weather outside. I won't lie. I had a little bit of spring fever this past week, especially that 80-degree day last week. Oh, yeah. That was beautiful. Um, but we have to make sure health officials are saying that we are not letting our guard down until at least um, the beginning of summer. Right. You know? um, but if we take a look even closer at Montclair State, uh, last week we reported how there was 42 cases, uh, 43 cases on campus, excuse me, um, and that was a huge number for us. We, we, we haven't seen a number bigger than uh, 24 yet, and then it jumped to 43 from 13, yeah. which was like a 350% increase last week. Well, I'm happy to announce, um, if you haven't already heard, that according to our COVID dashboard here, we're down to 36 cases this week. That's down from 43. It's still a lot compared to what we were at from weeks prior. Don't get me wrong but I'd prefer to see these numbers gradually start decreasing rather right. than, the, than the opposite. Um, and if you want to know the status of all of the cases this semester, currently there are 68 people with COVID on university property that, that are in isolation and are recovering. Um, and another 103 people have already left isolation this semester and have returned to campus. Uh, so oh. overwhelmingly, uh, more, more, I mean, yeah, more positive cases last week, but this is positive news. Uh, right. That, that people are starting to recover. Um, and I, and this was last updated on Thursday. And I actually know a few of my friends who just got out of isolation. Uh, so that number should be decreasing this Thursday as well, hopefully. Um, now, it, the more important number that some people say is the positivity rate of tests. Um, and we've looked at that from, from the United States. We've looked at that worldwide from New Jersey. But now we have this number from Montclair State as well. Um, last week, we, when we had those the bigger number, we had the highest positivity rate we had all year um, at 1.26%. So that just over one out of every 100 tests, somebody was positive. Um, so that's not a good thing. We're still over the 1%. But now we're at 1.07%. So again, slowly decreasing. That's down 0.2% approximately. Um, slowly decreasing as weeks go on. 
And a number that we want to see continue to increase uh, this next one is the amount of vaccines given to students and employees here at the university. Uh, this past week, the cumulative total of those who have reported at least having one dose is just under 2,000 people. Uh, from the university, and that's only people that regularly fill out their Hawk check. Um, right. So it's hard to say how many people do. I wish they would tell us that. They don't. Uh, we have a university of over 20,000 people. However, only about five to 6,000 people uh, are living on campus this semester. Right. Most people are off campus this semester, and therefore it's difficult for me to tell you uh, how many people filled out this Hawk check. But that 2000 has increased from last week where we were at 1500. So we had 500 more people that have had at least one dose of the vaccine in a week. Um, and That's if good. we continue this um, really great news and we're on track right now uh, to get all residents vaccinated by the start of the fall 2021 yes. semester, if the rate continues, um, the university has already announced that they plan to have a pretty normal semester next year. Uh, but I know we've heard that before. Right. I, but not just the university plans on going back to normal uh, in the fall. Uh, New Jersey itself does, um, speaking of which, um, because just last week, uh, Governor Murphy sent out a directive saying um, that most schools uh, or many school districts will return to in-person learning uh, with no option for online learning next semester, which I think is pretty interesting. And the other thing I found interesting from this article from NJ.com, by the way, uh, is that many school districts and um, associated teachers unions are actually on board with this. A lot of the um, teachers and school districts are saying, uh, yeah, we, we totally support the governor's call now because uh, as we've seen in the past few weeks, a lot of teachers were not, it seemed like a lot of teachers were not comfortable going back yet to teaching in person. So Murphy stated, uh, quote, I want to be unequivocal about this. We are expecting Monday through Friday, in person, every school, every district. Obviously, if the world goes sideways, we have to revisit that. But as of this sitting, the answer is no. In reference to, you know, like online learning that we've been stuck right, right. with for about a year at this point. Sure. So many schools are uh, even preparing to go back beforehand. Uh, for example, in Newark, um, they're getting ready to go back to on, uh, in-person learning in April. And ahead of this, they've, um, they've made efforts to secure extra vaccines uh, for their employees so that um, all teachers and staff can be vaccinated before, you know, they start going back and they can, you know, control it a little bit more. And in addition, the, governor, the governor's directive came uh, just as 15 school districts uh, including Newark, we're planning to switch from remote, uh, not including Newark, but in addition to Newark, we're planning to switch from remote to hybrid. So correct me if I'm wrong, but that's kind of what we have right now. Some in person, some online. Yeah. If you were to say the university as a whole, it'd definitely be hybrid. Is that what right. you're going to say, Petrina? Yeah, I was going to say that. Usually they're just like the university, but I think like uh, high schools and like them, they're all mostly online. But like, I think a few kids like for for my school district here um, in West Caldwell, um, they have most kids are online, but maybe like a few kids will go into to school, but not many. 
Yeah, and here in Montclair, especially, it's a hot button issue at the moment. Uh, there's, and we're not talking about the university. I'm speaking about the actual Montclair Public School District. There's a huge fight right now in Montclair uh, between parents, teachers, the teachers' union, and the school board. Uh, a few weeks ago, the school board told everyone, yep, we're going back in person. And the teachers and the teachers' union, upon evaluation of their ventilation system that has not been updated in 90 years, um, said, yeah, no, we're not, we're not letting our teachers, the union directed teachers, not to go back in person. Um, and there was actually a lawsuit. The, the school district sued the teachers over an, what they called an illegal strike. Well, the court sided in favor of the teachers um, that they need to get their ventilation systems uh, up to date before uh, the, the teachers are required to return back to school. Um, so right now they are scheduled the second weekend, I'm sorry, the second week of April that some of their elementary schools will begin to start going back to hybrid learning. Uh, so this isn't just a, an issue in some far off town. This is a Montclair issue as well. Um, and well, go ahead. Did you say 90 years the ventilation hasn't oh, been updated? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of skimmed over that part. Yeah, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, my. How? 90 years. And that, that was that's not even a number that I'm making up. Uh, that's a number if you look up the court case, the documents and all that uh, pulled up. It, they said roughly 90 years. Um, Still, that's a lot. Yeah, they, we're talking uh, 1930s was yeah. the last time. <laughs> Uh, so when you put it like that, that sounds pretty terrible. Um, a little bit. So we'll see what happens with that. I imagine the school district is hard at work right now, uh, fixing those vent uh, those ventilation systems, um, and we'll see what happens. Uh, there's a growing number of parents that do want to return back right now, um, and it's really wreaking havoc in the town of Mont- uh, of Montclair. Yeah, uh, I was going to. Uh, so the, one of the organizations, there's an organization amongst parents that they started uh, that they're calling Montclair Fail. And if you drive around town, uh, th- there'll be signs with a little circle with an F on it, like a teacher failed you. And it says, get our kids back in school. And what fail means is Montclair families advocating for in-person learning. Stop failing our kids. At the top of their webpage, they have, uh, a count a counter of how long it's been since the last in-person class and as of now it's been 12 months eight days 18 hours and 57 minutes um and i just uh, like to say how ridiculous it is that they have a counter on this website it kind of like illegitimizes any valid points that they had <laughs> this is some stuff i'd be like oh yeah i'm going to disney world in seven days 13 hours and 26 minutes. Yeah, okay. But I what? guess. Oh, 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 it's been 12 months, 8 days, 18 hours, and now 58 minutes. I mean, I guess, but like looking at that and hearing that like time frame, that's ridiculous that it's been that long. I don't know if they needed to go down to the minutes, but... <laughs> it does have a valid point when you're speaking about how long it, it's been. Definitely. Yeah. Over a year. That's 
crazy to think about. Um, yeah, it, 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 it definitely is a little bit insane. Um, and it kind of makes me a little sad, too. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, it just it's more comforting to think about how most I mean, how I said in my newscast earlier, most of the I mean, newer school employees, 2000 of them plan on being vaccinated by the new school year. So, I mean, I that's that's pretty comforting to to, you know, hear and for, for some normalcy right yeah, yeah exactly. i would absolutely agree uh, with both of you um but anyway we'll be back here on the morning buzz in just a bit uh with some disneyland expansion news question mark uh, alaska costco shoppers say that ravens are stealing their groceries and we'll also have some of the best april fools pranks that you can play on your family members this year on wednesday you're listening to 90.3 wmsc upper montclair tune in anytime anywhere at wmscradio.com and the iHeartRadio app text and whatever just don't text and drive visit stop texts a message from the national highway traffic safety administration and the ad council bird up Team Rocky is our mascot group on campus, made up of a bunch of different student leaders, both Rocky and Handlers. And our main goal is to spread Red Hook pride, positive vibes, and just make people smile on campus, off campus, and through our social media presence. You can follow along with Rocky on all platforms, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Snapchat, Facebook, you name it. You can also follow Rocky on YouTube at Red Hawk Life to follow along with some really fun videos, including but not limited to Rocky on the street. <laughs> Montclair, where music stays cool. Cooler than a dog on a skateboard. Okay, I take that back, but we're still pretty cool. Pretty cool indeed here at the Morning Buzz on 90.3 WMSC Upper Montclair, the voice of Montclair State. I'm Louis Biontalillo. I'm Kyle Pepitone. And I'm Katrina Geiger. And we are your Morning Buzz Monday crew uh, today. And we have somebody joining us in just a little bit. Um, but I got to say, I love the Morning Buzz. I'm so excited to be here on a Monday morning at 8.32 in the... No, I'm just kidding. I really do enjoy being here. I told our producer uh, like about 6,000 times, we should consider making this uh, the afternoon buzz. <laughs> I think that sounds good. You're listening to the afternoon buzz. I think that sounds good. <laughs> You're not I, feeling it? I don't know. Morning buzz has a better ring to it. Oh, you like the morning buzz. What about you, Petrina? I think if we were to make an afternoon buzz, it should be uh, like a different sound effect instead of buzz. Um, I, I don't know. I don't have a sound effect. Oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> You're listening to the afternoon buzz. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that. Uh, we're going to get into some some fun news because I feel like we talk about a lot of depressing stuff. Uh, but I could also, by the way, use the evening buzz. I would enjoy an evening buzz and then a late night buzz. Like, it's late night with Kyle Pepitone. Wait. Thank you. Thank you. 
Uh, how late are we talking about? Because I gotta get to sleep. Uh, I think I think a solid. Well, hold on. The the afternoon buzz can be at like two o'clock. The evening yeah. can be at, at seven, and then we can have the late night buzz at like eleven. Ooh. I think that'd be great. I'd be down Maybe. for that. Petrina's with me. Petrina, you and I are hosting. Our producer Amanda has no say in the matter. Uh, we are hosting the late night buzz. Uh, but anyway, on to something much more important than anything that we could be uh, speaking about with radio. Let's talk about what we know about Disneyland Forward, Disney's starting plans with City for possible new development. And possible is the key word here. Um, Disneyland, which is actually set to reopen one month from tomorrow, April 30th, and over a year, is hoping to add more magic within its property eventually. Uh, the Disney property in California is beginning planning efforts with the city to add or renovate retail options, parking, and the theme park within the park's bounds. They expect the planning process to be complete in 2023. Um, so we're, we're talking like <laughs> years down the line here. Yeah. Um, so what they, 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 they're calling it Disneyland Forward, and it really does not include a lot of detail at all. They have a web page for it. Um, and basically, this is what they have announced. They have announced that they're adding a theme park district. That's it. A theme park district, not a theme park, a district theme park, which kind of sounds to me. Uh, and th they showed us the plot that they want to use. Um, and it's not that large. It looks about a third of the size of both of their current amusement parks right now. I could see this possibly being um, some type of like, there's a few attractions, but it's a pay per ride kind of system because I don't okay. see people going like, I feel like this is a, um, like a times square attraction. Like, like you, you have yeah. like, yeah, you can walk in for free. You can look at the sights, the sounds, the smells for free, but as soon as you want to do anything, that's when they start asking you to cough up $16 for a little tiny carousel ride. Yeah. Uh, that, that's what I'm imagining with Disneyland. And again, nothing is confirmed, but if they do go that route uh, where it's a pay per ride kind of system, that's very, um, very old school for Disney uh, because when Disneyland first opened, in addition to the very nominal admission fee, I think it was like 20 cents or something when they first opened they wanted you to pay per ride. Um, and that's how Disneyland was originally started. Um, but it looks like they might be going back to that. In addition to an amusement, uh, this amusement park section, uh, they promised that there will be some, a, shop, a new part of the shopping district, a new parking garage. Um, but they never said what's going to be in it. So here's yeah. my thoughts. First of all, why do I think that they announced this like the other day well here's why i think everyone's getting those those darn stimulus checks that we've been talking about for weeks they got those stimmies in their pockets and i think <laughs> disney is hoping that people invest in their company i think that's exactly what this announcement is i think they want everyone to waste their stimmies on uh the, right. stock, the stock market especially when it includes them uh in their plans and it makes complete sense to me why else would you announce something 
that the planning process won't even be done until 2023, which means that this area will not open earliest 25. Yeah. So we're talking about something four years from now, uh, which is, I mean, four years is four years. You look back four years ago, that was uh, 2017. Yeah. Yeah. All of us were in a completely different lifestyle in 27. All of us were in a completely different lifestyle a year and a month ago. Uh, let's be honest 13 months ago so time can only tell what's going to make what's going to come of this section if anything oh uh, i we've seen disney do a lot of things in the past and i know i'm like an amusement park geek and most people don't know this uh, but there's been plenty of plans that disney has announced but they never come into fruition um so putting that aside putting the idea that it may not happen to the side what would you guys like to see from a Disney something, whatever the Disney forward, whatever it is, I don't know what they're including. They haven't told us. They just said something is coming. What do you want to see? Um, there, there, there's, there's a lot you could ask for here. You don't have to tell me what type of ride we're talking about. You could tell me, uh, you could tell me um, I want to see a frozen themed area. I want to see, something based off of cars, which they already have. So what would you like to see? Personally, I would like to see a soul area. Um, that's the new Pixar movie. I would love to see a ride and a restaurant themed after it. I feel like a soul restaurant would look amazing. Like you're dining in the great beyond. That would be really, <laughs> really, really cool. Um, but what about you guys? Um, for me, I've, Honestly, okay, so you're going to hate me for this, Lewis. I'm not a big ride fan. Like, I just don't really, <laughs> I don't really go on rides. Like, you know, I, Katrina, we were supposed to host the late night buzz together, but I, I think we have to take separate ways here. Yeah, um, I'm working on my ride thing, but um, I'm a huge person, like a huge fan of like arcades. Like, I'm the one that's just like runs right to the arcade. I don't know, like, because I've only been to Disney once, so I'm not sure... Because I went on Disney once, it was like for a day, and I had a fast pass, so I didn't get to experience much of it. But um, I'm not sure if they have an arcade, but if they have an arcade, I would want like a nice big Disney-themed arcade. <laughs> now, do you want it to be a normal arcade that just has Disney-themed games, or do you want it to be like this immersive experience that's like uniquely oh, Disney? It has to be Disney-themed, obviously um <laughs> but like you know like you know like those those games where you put the coin in and it's like you, it like pushes the coins back out yes. here and it's, and it's my like, favorite game <laughs> at any arcade i sit there for hours literally hours um but yeah so like make like you know those kinds of games but like with different kinds of characters and themes like you know I think that'd be pretty cool, but I'm not, again, like I've only been to Disney like once, so I'm not familiar with it and what they really have. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would love to see something similar. That'd be pretty cool. I'd like to see something uh, like, like if they had skee-ball and you get the 500 points, uh, some character just starts making the whole room light up like crazy. I think that would be fun. Yeah. Uh, like every time you get 500 points, Stitch from Lilo and Stitch starts to wreak havoc amongst amongst everyone playing. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. They could definitely make it like super cool. They like they could they could really go all out with that. Yeah. And D Disney's tried their hands at an indoor themed thing like this. They they called it Disney Quest, um, and that was I think it closed a few years back. But it was their failed attempt at a theme park 
not around Disney. Like they were, they were going to build one in New York city. They're going to build one in Chicago. And basically they were like very small. I don't know, even know what to call it. Like they would call it a theme park in an indoor theme park, but it was not an indoor theme park, but it failed miserably. So what I would love to see is then bring something like that back because I enjoyed it when I went. Um, and I would like to see them succeed at it. It's the, the problem that they had was that they didn't put any money into it and therefore their attractions were pretty terrible. Mm-hmm. But I would like to see a similar concept with better execution. Right. Kyle? So here's one I thought of, like just as you said the question, based on you know what recently I've seen from Disney. But the more I think about it, the more I have no idea how it like would work or what the premise behind it would be. But I'd love to see like a WandaVision ride where not that it may like necessarily takes you through the plot of the series, but more like maybe like a roller coaster or some like interactive experience where you go through each of the decades. So like you start off, everything's in black and white, then you get into color and then, you know, you go from 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, yada, yada, yada. I think that would be a cool concept, but I don't, other than that, I don't know what there would be. You know, I think Kyle is a future Imagineer. Uh, I I think we have a future Imagineer in our presence. Um, I would like to see Kyle's voice be the the voice of the monorail. Could you just say, could you just, (laughs) could you say stand clear of the closing doors in your most magical voice? Stand clear of the closing doors, please. No, never mind. I don't want him. I don't want him. (laughs) Oh my goodness! Oh brother, this guy stinks! Yeah, cut him, cut him. He's not the voice of Disneyland. Uh, you know, some some uh, people have. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> some people, uh, you know, you have a nice voice, Kyle, but I wouldn't call it magical. That's fair. Yeah, I I don't have the voice either. Like, stand clear of the closing doors, please. No, it doesn't work. <laughs> well, my voice kind of sounds like the the fitness gram pacer test. If any of you know what I'm talking, the fitness gram pacer test is a oh no aerobic capacity test that progressively oh, no. gets more difficult as it continues. I could keep going. I won't. Please uh, don't. Th- I don't want to make Kyle relive trauma here. Uh, but <laughs> so some people have speculated that this will be another area like Downtown Disney. Um, our general manager, Annabella Poland, actually texted me during the show about five minutes ago saying, yeah, it's probably going to be like downtown Disney. You know, I, I feel bad because she's not here to defend her ideas, but they already have a downtown Disney. So I, I don't know. I don't know if that's something that they'd be thinking about. Maybe it's just an expansion. Regardless, I feel like we say this all the time. We'll see. We do not know. And we have a lot of time to speculate on this. I think this announcement was just made so that their stocks continue to rise. Uh, Most likely. That's all I have about Disney. Let's, let's quickly go through our next story. Oh boy. (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, I just started, I I saw it and I started laughing hysterically and our listeners will understand why. Oh, it's, it's a doozy. So some Alaska Costco shoppers say that Ravens are stealing their groceries and to be clear, we are talking about the bird, not the Baltimore football team. Oh, okay. I was concerned about that. <laughs> so, uh, according to AP News, um, Costco shoppers have been getting essentially robbed by ravens in the you know surrounding area. And one Costco shopper in Anchorage, Alaska, 
Matt Lou, Lou Allen said that he was putting groceries in his car when Ravens came down and took short ribs from his cart. <laughs> he claimed, quote, they know what they're doing. It's not their first time. They're very fat, so I think they've got a whole system there. Fortunately, though, uh, Costco was giving, did give um, Matt a, or Lou, Lou Allen a full refund, but unfortunately, he is not the first or only victim because another resident, Tamara Jones, recalls that Raven sat on the car next to her while she was loading her groceries into her car and they tried to nab the bag of mini melons that was in her cart. And they made several attempts to steal this bag of mini melons. So Alaska has kleptomaniac ravens now. I don't I don't know what else to say about that. But it doesn't seem like they're like ravens from the area because um, a former wildlife biologist, Rick Sinat, said that a lot of these ravens come to Alaska during the winter in search of food and they leave once the season ends. You know how hibernation, uh, not hibernation, uh, migration works. So um, yeah, thoughts? I mean- I see why they're doing that. I see why the Ravens are forced to take groceries from shoppers. Uh, oh, for sure. I'm not I don't the think, Ravens. Yeah, I don't think they have Costco memberships themselves. So. No, no. It's probably pretty difficult for them to get in and get some <laughs> short ribs. Um, they can get long ribs anytime they like. But what what would you do? Like, you're, you're just sitting there. Well, you're standing there. You're walking with your little cart. You're, you're in the dark because you're in Alaska and there's no sun there for three months of the year. And ravens just swoop down upon you. Like, what are you going to do? Are you just going to go back at them and shout? It's time to do, 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 do. There's no way. There's simply you no can. way that you can't. These things, like, they'll just they'll just push you to the side. Well, with that, um, I forget what it was. It was either ravens or crows. But my friend has been getting them, like, in his backyard. And he said, if you feed them, they can like become loyal to you almost like they can protect you, but you have to voluntarily feed them. I think so. Yes. (laughs) Oh boy. You see in New Jersey this year, we're going to have the issues of cicadas in Alaska. They're having the year of the rave. (laughs) I'm sorry. This one's killing me. This one's killing me. Yeah, I. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I, I don't. Know I'm just trying say. to imagine, like my mother walking out. My mother's like, I love my mother, but she's very, she's not that tall, and she comes out. She comes out of Costco with her full load of groceries. She calls it the three hundred dollar club. She doesn't walk inside without paying upwards of three hundred dollars. She, well, yeah, that's Costco for you because you think you're saving money, and then you just buy a bunch of stuff that you do not need. And then it's $300. That's how Costco gets you. Um, but anyway, I love Costco, but they need to bring back samples. Uh, but my, I, I'm just imagining my mother walking out and then whoosh, Raven just comes on down. It's like my sound effect and like it comes upon her. I don't know. I think she just run to be honest with you. You wanted meatballs for dinner tonight. Nah, I got you Raven stew. My, yeah, my father would come out with a baseball bat. He said, you want the meatballs? Nah, I got you Raven stew. Oh, got- no. <laughs> uh, for, for legal reasons, that is a joke. Uh, but 
<laughs> I'm just joking about the toughness of my father, who is very Italian man. Um, so I, for the FCC listening in, um, I have to tell you, it is a joke. And speaking of jokes, uh, this Thursday, I made a mistake before and called it Wednesday, but this Thursday is my favorite holiday of the year. Uh, April Fool's Day is upon us once again, uh, people of the world. So we just wanted to give you a few uh, a, a few ideas that you could use on your workplace, on your home, some pranks that are safe with social distancing, uh, but really will make things a little bit more fun either at home or in the office, or maybe the office is home. If you are going to the office and there's some people, um, I'm skipping number one, Kyle. Uh, I think that one's pretty terrible. I, I didn't I didn't even know what it was. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Uh, okay, but, never mind. Yeah, no, number two. If you work in an office building, uh, this is from bestlifeonline.com. They say you should start putting signs on all the double doors saying, please use the other door. And like continuously throughout the day, keep adding more of them until there's no way to leave without going through the door. And that's a harmless prank. And I think that's funny. I, I like, I, I, I would find that amusing. People would probably be pissed off, but whatever. Do not care. Uh, Another one, something you could do at home that my mother does to me about once every three years on April Fool's, rearrange all the kitchen drawers. Uh, I don't advise you doing this if your mother is like mine because she would be upset without uh, you telling. My mother's not a good sport when it comes to April Fool's, um, but I still do it anyway. So, yeah, rearrange those kitchen drawers. Uh, Take away the spoons, tape them together, hide them in a closet. Uh, Amazing. I think I think it would be I think it would be pretty cool. Um, what what's this one? All right, so this one would be fun. This is what they're calling the underwear switcheroo. Raid the underwear drawers of everyone in your home and switch them up. Your mom will be briefly befuddled befuddled by why she has only tidy whitey men's underwear before realizing it's April Fools. <laughs> I actually like that one. That's a, that's a cute one. Uh, if you're the willing. way it's worded is ridiculous. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with them. Um, oh, and this is a good socially distanced one. It'll be our last one. Um, and this is one that I think my mother would absolutely kill me. Uh, and I can't do it because I believe she's listening and watching in right now. Uh, but send an envelope to somebody just full of glitter. Full I thought these were supposed to be harmless. <laughs> I mean, nobody will get hurt. Feelings might, but nobody will actually be hurt. Couches might. Opening it on your couch, that's it. It's done. Trying to clean that up, that's got to be frustrating more than anything. Oh, no. Okay, all right, all right. All right, we're going to say two more. Uh, One of them, change the date. This is more of a group effort, whether it's your family or office mates. Find an unsuspecting victim and convince them today is actually March 31st. This requires changing every computer or device with a date on it, plus ma- plus manufacturing a new calendar. But if you could pull it off, you'll have successfully broken the space-time continuum, <laughs> at least for one person. <laughs> that one's the most harmless out of all of them. I like that one a lot. Um, that one requires the most effort, though. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Uh, and this this next one also requires effort, but the it'll be a rewarding reward. And I'm going back. I'm backtracking to number nine, Kyle, if you're following along. Right. This one's bad. Uh, you, you, we all love uh, caramel apples. Uh, well, some people do. 
Uh, can I know can you imagine you bite into the apple and it's an onion? Oh, well, I for one kind of like onions, so I don't know if I would mind that much. Uh, Kyle, I, I, I think most people like onions, but if I, I'll make a deal with you, Kyle, and we'll do this the next time we're in person, but we got to do this fast. Um, next time I see you in person, I will give you one of these, tell you it's a caramel onion, and if you can eat the whole thing, Fifty dollars is yours. That, that 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 is. I mean, I'd have no problem with the onion. I think the caramel is going to be the harder part. My teeth aren't the greatest, so. All right, so we got a Petrina. You and me, we have to overload on the caramel when we make this. Oh yeah, like five five hundred layers. Um, but Kyle's here with the hot takes, but he's not the only one here with the hot takes of thinking caramel is worse than onion. I didn't say. Caramel was worse. I just said I don't have the teeth to consume caramel. All right, but you have the taste buds to consume onions? Ugh. Yeah, uh, that's, I don't know. That's a little weird, Kyle, gonna be honest. Eh. Yeah, and there you go. That's the hot takes. That's Emma Coughlin. Welcome to the show, Emma. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it's been a great show so far. Really uh, enjoyed it. Thank you. Um, all right. Oops, sorry. Um, so last week I talked about um, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Marvel and just some sort of issues with diversity that I've had in the past with them. Um, and this past episode with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I have to talk about this since, you know, we talked about it last week. They, um, they did address it um, in, in a fairly well done way, I, I would say. And I won't talk about it too much because if I do it, it's sort of, it can give some spoilers, so I won't talk about it too much. Um, but there's a scene with the police officer where he is clearly um, sort of targeting Sam, the Falcon, who is black, more than Bucky Barnes, who is white. Um, so that was a um, interesting scene, and I was happy that they addressed it and looking forward to see where they go with it in the future. Um, Okay, so now that I've addressed that, there's something else I want to talk about. Um, and this one's been week. circulating, right? Yeah, I'm sure most of you know about this. Um, this past week, Lil Nas X released a music video for his new song that was very... Um... Uh, yes, I don't like... know what the word is. <laughs> uh... Contra not controversial, but out of the ordinary. Out of the I'm ordinary, controversial. Like yeah. Um, to go along with this music video, he um, also released a collaboration with a shoe company called MSCHF, um, and they are shoes with a tiny drop of blood in them, real human blood, um, and also a pentagraph on it, I believe. Pentagram, yeah. Yeah, pentagram, thank you. Um, so the company, MSCHF, has said that they're going to be selling 66 pairs of shoes, or 666 pairs of shoes um, for $1,018 each. Um, so, and the I should clarify, the drop of blood is from the workers. They all donated the blood it's a very small amount of blood most of it is just red ink but there is a drop of blood in there um and a lot of people have issues with this um because he's was or i guess still is 
sort of a big celebrity for kids because of Old Town Road, his big hit from, I guess it was 2019, yeah. Um, and a lot of people are struggling with this because it kind of is a bit dark for children, uh, more than a bit dark. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think about this? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm not even going to get into the YouTube video portion of, yeah. of the issue. Yeah. Um, that, that, like, if we can't really speak about it on air, dancing around all the words we can't say. But if you know about it, I don't really care about the YouTube video. That doesn't even bother me. What yeah, bothers me, what bothers me is the shoes. Like, I don't know. Even if they were given to me for free, I wouldn't want to wear shoes with somebody else's drop of blood on them i don't know that's just me i I don't know if i'm like a prude or something but no i think most people would probably be with you yeah Um, i i think i agree with you i personally have zero interest i'm curious to see if they're actually it is only 666 there is probably 666 people in the world who would buy them um but that must be it Well, somebody who's not with them is Nike themselves, despite the shoes having the Nike logo on them. They said in a statement, and I'm paraphrasing here, but they're like, yeah, we're we're not in on this. We we don't support this. So um, not sure how they got away with that. Yeah, that's they could get sued, I would think. But we're talking about Lil Nas X over here. I'm sure he's fine. (laughs) <laughs> that's true that's true um yeah we'll we'll see what happens with this um as a whole including the music video but right. yeah and patrina you were gonna say something oh no i was just saying it's very weird of them to assume that like nike's just gonna be like oh okay yeah you're gonna use our logo in your shoe and everything's just gonna be like fine like i don't know like they, that's weird it's a very weird shoe to like just assume nike's gonna be okay with it you know right yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, the article also mentioned that this particular company, I, MSCHF, I think it's pronounced mischief because that's what the letters spell out. But they said they also made heaven theme. Like this is coming after their line of, what was it? It was like Jesus shoes. Yeah, they had a drop of holy water in them, which, I mean, I'd be a little bit more comfortable with that. Just I, I mean, maybe if you get both pairs, you can wear one on each foot. And Yeah, you know. that's true. Balance it out. I mean, <laughs> if you wear one of those, one of them's bound to burn at that point. If you're wearing both of them together, yeah. It's true. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> interesting, interesting stories today. Thank you, Emma. Appreciate your time. And thank you, everyone. This has been The Morning Buzz. I've been Louis Biontalillo. You guys have been you. He's been... I'm Kyle Pepitone. She's been Katrina Geiger. And she's been Emma Coughlin. And our producer's been Amanda Marino. And this has been the morning buzz. We'll see you next week. But remember, it's a Monday. Hope you all have a fabulous week. Whatever you're going through, remember the show must go on here at WMSC of Vermont Claire. <laughs>